better word, is good. The time came when the ticker tape in the broker's office told a new story. It was panic. Sixteen and a half million shares of stock sold in a single day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stock Dirty to Me, the number one podcast for pod, uh, for investors on Facebook. I am, of course, your host with the most full better. With me today is the stock bro himself, Tony Simanski. Tony, how are you doing today? Oh, man, I am fantastic. Yeah, how are you uh, with the, the market going up and down with your money? Dude, I love losing money every day. What's better than losing money every single day? Uh, I don't know. Maybe making money every single day. I don't know. No, I have been. I have been hedging my my account a little bit. Um, oh, something that I haven't really talked about a lot, and we haven't talked about too much in the group. Um, the topic of leveraged ETFs has been brought up a couple times. Yes, and we've talked. To, yeah. So <clears throat> one ETF that I've been buying the last. Uh, probably like two weeks on and off and timing it pretty good actually i've been getting lucky is an etf called sqq now if you're going to do this strategy give me, give me a second let me bring sqq it's sqq right two q's SQ, uh sqqq yeah the three q's yeah yeah so what this it is does pro is... share ultra pro short qqq etf at 58 bucks yeah so That's it. all right so i'm going to bring it up on screen here really the people. the price so the price of it is really irrelevant because um, if you if you pulled up like a five year chart, it's probably really bad. It's, yeah. It's oh yeah, it's horrible. Holy shit! It started off at three right. k. And the reason that is is because what this ETF does is it it basically shorts QQQ, which is the Nasdaq, and it's betting that the Nasdaq is going to go down. So it goes in the opposite direction of whatever the Nasdaq does. So if the Nasdaq goes up, it goes down, and vice versa but it does it three X. So on days when the market's getting crushed, like there was one day where QQQ was down like four and a half percent a couple days ago. And um, I put a pretty good chunk of money into SQQ. And cause I saw in pre-market that it was getting hammered. So I took a bet on it and I was like, you know what? My, my portfolio is going to get hit pretty hard. I'm going to put some money into this and I'm going to sell out of it that day. So I did, and I made like uh, like 13, 14% profit in a couple hours on it, and then I just sold out of it. Now, this isn't a strategy that I, rec- <laughs> that I recommend every no. people do, um, and you have to have some good timing, and you, you, quite frankly, you have to get a little bit lucky. So what I do is I'll, ex- I'll every day, especially it's the market's just so volatile right now, every day I, I look at pre-market, and um, I just kind of examine it at like six in the morning, seven in the morning, eight in the morning, nine in the morning. And I look at trends and I take sometimes I've been recently, I've been taking a bet that the market's going to stay red all day or it's going to stay red for a couple hours. So I'll watch it and I'll see where it's trending and I'll stay in SQQ for a couple hours and I'll just sell out of it that day. Nice. Um, and we got uh, Maria coming in saying that uh, nice, you're swing trading. Which uh, yeah, it is, it is I, a type I, of swing trading. It is it is swing trading. Now, I this type of trading. Well, technically, I'm day trading. I'm not swing Ooh. trading. Yeah, uh, which we always talk against, and yes. I do I do agree that it's a, a bad strategy. But in this situation, when the market is so volatile and it's 
it's some days it's really clear. You could tell right away we're going to have a bad day. Um, and those are the days I, I jump in with that and I, I'll ride it for, a, I won't wait long. Like if I, if I get even just 5% out of it, I'm out because if the NASDAQ drops, uh, one and a half percent, that's a 5% profit for me. I'm out. You know what I mean? And I could just do that don't every freaking day. Don't be I keep, that's the yeah. rule. So I've been keeping cash in my account so I can actually do these day trades without getting flagged as a pattern day trader. Uh, that's how I'm able to do it. Uh, and you have to have you have to have over twenty five thousand in your account to do that. I believe I believe it's over twenty five thousand um, in collateral and cash and things like that. But um, if you want to do something like this, and there are days where you could tell pretty clearly, like oh, we're going to get hammered today. I'm, you know, I might just buy SQQ as the market opens. I'll ride it out because if the Nasdaq drops one percent, you made three percent. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but you know, 40, 50 bucks here, hundred bucks here. One day, I mean, like hey, that's money. Bucks. That's that's compounding. That's money. Interest, yeah, man. compounding interest. So I just sell out of it, and then I'm holding it in cash right now. So all the money I've made, I've gotten really lucky. Honestly, it's kind of more lucky than good type of thing, where I've you know I've learned patterns and I've. But um, you're increasing so now, your knowledge. You're increasing your knowledge, yeah. which is important. Yeah, I always knew about that leverage ETF, and I always advise people not to do it. But when the market is so volatile and clearly headed in a bear direction, you can you can get away with doing stuff like that, and vice versa. Um, but anyways, that's a strategy that I've been using, and they actually have one for the S and P too that shorts the S and P, and it's like a leverage on that. I like to use. I, honestly, I wouldn't use that one my advice for people is not to use that one because the S and P doesn't have crazy volatility like QQQ does where you can actually get away with that. And you could pretty clearly see where it's going throughout, throughout the day, unless you're looking at something like today, which was wild. Today was absolutely wild. Like at one point we're down like three, 4%, then it's up, you know, a half a percent and it's down again and up again and down again. It was crazy. Um, I did not get in today because I saw it was just swinging too much, too unpredictable. Um, but um, so anyways, I know a lot of people want to talk about what's going on and where the market is headed, what direction we're going in. Yeah, and, we have a few uh, few questions yeah. from the group I'm going to pull from. But yeah, first go we got our good friend Mark, uh, who's coming live from your backyard. Um <laughs> always interested he's like can you guys advise other than dollar cost average that's dca how i just talked you... about it yeah i just talked about it he should rewind if he just yeah, jumped rewind. in yeah uh you can see what kind of day it's going to be pre-market i get up at 4 a.m and watch it yeah that's a good good thing but yeah. i have another question that just popped up in the, actually the group chat here from carol uh Podnowski. uh sorry if i'm mispronouncing your name for the greater return, is it better to buy SPY slash VU or QQQ or maybe Apple if it goes down further? It's probably wiser yeah. than Apple, I would say. My, um, from from a non, you know, guy who doesn't study the stock market yeah. or anything like that, Apple seems to be the one that's going to rebound probably I, quicker. I would, yeah, I would agree that Apple, if you're looking for something where you could potentially get a, a good return faster, Apple would probably be your best bet because Apple seems to be relatively inflation proof because people are always going to buy phones and Apple products. I mean, even if you don't, people will go out of their way to take out a loan to get an iPhone if they absolutely need it. Like inflation's not going to matter that much. 
Uh, they're always going to be able to sell phones. They're just, we're all addicted to our phones. Um, but as far as QQQ and SPY or VU, I would say that your safest bet is the S&P 500 because the NASDAQ QQQ, actually, a lot of people don't realize this because QQQ has been incredible over the last 10 years. But if you pull up a chart of QQQ all time, all right, give me a second. We can Let me pull that up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. There was a Max. time. There was a time after the dot com crash, um, in periods of high. Yeah, there. See, right in the beginning there. If you look at its peak, uh, it's probably trading around. If you click that, I don't know what it was trading at. Here, um, let me zoom in here. Was that about? Okay, one? so so go off of the peak one and click and hold, and then drag it all the way until it goes past one eighteen again. I think it took like 12 years to rebound. It was like an insane. So, so go back down, 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 down to where it says like plus. So $6 is close enough right there, right there. So there 2014. So from 2001 to 2014, it took 13 years for QQQ to recover after that crash. Jesus. So and that's because those companies, the NASDAQ is like heavy tech, was so high, it was so overvalued. And a lot of these internet companies just went absolutely broke to zero. Uh, a lot of them failed. And it just absolutely destroyed the NASDAQ for 13 years. Whereas SPY, I know this recovered much quicker. I think it was Let's like, check this. I think it was like four years. It was, it was much faster. Next. Is this by uh, S&P? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been around a lot longer, so the history. All right, uh, so we're going to go for, let's say, yeah, it's always been up. There's The, the last crash was right here in the, the 2009. Well, that was the financial crisis. Which, yeah, this is what the which, financial crisis. That so. might have been the longest time for it to recover. I think it was like four and a half years it took to fully recover. Yeah, um, so we'll say it was at its height at 48. Yeah. Yeah. And when did it get back to 48? It was like uh, 2012 or it, yeah, it was we'll the end go, of 2012. Yeah, February 13th. Yeah. We'll February. So about four, so about four years it took to recover, where the NASDAQ once again took a lot longer. So yeah. uh I would say and the crazy thing and a lot of people don't understand, like when you look at these charts, it's like, oh my God, my money's gonna be down for four years or you know, I'm gonna have to wait six years to recover. No, this is why it's so important. That is assuming that you're buying at the peak all the time, mm -hmm. right? So if you're dollar cost averaging every week, you're gonna. Like if you're buying week. here, if you're buying yeah, here, yeah, you are making money way every faster. day. Yeah, you're gonna recover way faster than four years. You're probably recovering about twelve to eighteen months, which you know is still a lot of time to be in the red. But if you keep, that's why, this is why I keep saying it's so important to keep buying when the market is down and it's in those lulls where the, you see all those dips, because if you just stop buying, it is going to take you much longer to recover and you're not buying, you're not taking advantage of those lower prices. Um, but uh, what other questions do we have? Cause I wanted to get into a little diatribe after. Yeah. So uh someone's asking about musk's 
tweets today on Tesla. This is Mark, of course, large fan, a huge fan of Tesla. I'm pulling it up right now. It goes. I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see what tweets are talking about. Are, is he talking about the ESG thing? I don't know. I think it's about the bots. Ladies, mansplaining is short for man explaining. Oh, Jesus. Uh, wise words. Like, there are so many uh, weird. Yeah, because I mean, he tweets all the time. So like, he's tweeting like. Any party more moderate on the issues than the Rebs, and it would be ideal. Okay, I don't care about that. Good night, sweet Mastro. Okay. Ask uh, Mark, what, he, what, what is he referencing? Yeah, what is specifically are you asking? Because he's asking about uh, thoughts on Tesla after Mark's tweets. Uh, so there's something but about which, always... what, what did he tweet, though? I don't know what he tweeted. Yeah, I don't know he's what. Cho- oh, he, he's choosing Republican over Democrat. It's not... Ex- oh, oh, Rich people always oh. choose Republicans. It's, it's a known fact. Yeah, I don't think that's going to matter too much no, for the no. stock. I'm more concerned about Tesla. Don't, don't want to see CEO choosing sides. To, uh, they all choose sides. Yeah, they all choose CEOs sides. all choose sides. By yeah. the way, if you're listening to this on the audio version and not the live version, make sure you click the top link in the show notes. That's the join our Facebook group that is called Stock Market for Beginners. It's going to help you become the number one, yeah. uh, become, become a better investor. And uh, get your money up in the stock market. Okay, go ahead, Tony. Sorry. To to Mark's point, though, there yes. are going to be people. No matter if you publicly come out and pick any side, there are going to be people that might uh, sell off stock just out of principle because of that. Of course, mm-hmm. there's always going to be those people. But then to the flip side, there might be people that buy the stock just because of that. Yeah. So it's I wouldn't really consider. I would be more concerned about Tesla being able being able to hit their revenue every single quarter that's what i'm more concerned about um and listen there's a lot of negative right now this is what i wanted to talk about yeah there's so much negative and like every news story you read is about the market's gonna decline 28 percent, 38 percent. oh you know we're in a recession blah 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 always something negative the wars the lockdowns i mean it never ends um but I wanted to talk about some of the pros and cons to so give people some positive, you know, so we can talk let's about. Go. Let's positive. go. Let's go, Tony. Let's yeah. go stock. Bro. Tell us what we got. Tell us what we're going to So let's, about. let's get the cons over with first. Let's talk about the cons, right? A lot of people say we're in unprecedented times. We've never seen anything like this before. We got, you know, recession fears. We got COVID. We got Chinese, uh, the China lockdowns again. We got the Russia-Ukraine war going on. We have high inflation. We have supply chain issues. We have um, rising interest rates. We have high unemployment. We have, you know, unemployment is growing. We have uh, slow GDP growth. We have potentially stagflation, which is something nobody wants. It's uh, long periods of like rising inflation, uh, high unemployment in unison together, which ultimately means several quarters of no economic growth, right? So these are all the cons. These are all the reasons why everybody's panicked. There could be a couple other things, but this is the main issues, right? These are all the main things going on in the world where we're saying we've never seen anything like this before. Well, let me tell you, we have seen this exact, almost this exact situation minus COVID, but um, in the 70s and 80s, we had massive inflation. We had in the United States, we actually had higher inflation than we do now. It was over 14% inflation. And Paul Volcker, who was the chairman of the Federal Reserve at that time, he didn't raise interest rates like a half a percent, quarter percent to ease into it. He raised interest rates 19% in, in, he, in a he single- He just said, yeah. screw it, we're going in. 
absolutely destroyed the the economy, like the real economy, not just the stock market. Uh, we saw massive gas short, uh, shortages. Like we think gas is bad now. In the 70s, in 79 and 73, they literally had to wait in line to get gas for like a mile long line. And they can only fill up on days where their license plate or social security number matched. Uh, like if you if your license plate ended in N or Q or whatever, then you could get gas on a Thursday. Like they literally dictated what days you can get gas based on your license plate numbers. Um, and oftentimes when they, when they would finish waiting in line for hours at a time, there would be no gas when they got to their turn. Like it was absolutely insane. Not only that, we had the Iran-Iraq war. We had the Soviet-Afghanistan war, which a lot of people forgot about. That was a big deal, which, ought, which many people say actually was the demise of the Soviet Union. Um, you had the Lebanon war. You had the bombings in Syria. You had the Chernobyl crisis, which was the biggest nuclear disaster ever in history. Like um, in 1980s, we, we had that. And um, and, to, and right now we're looking at possibly Chernobyl right. too with uh, what's going on in Ukraine. So that's fun. Yeah. And that actually, ironically enough, that actually happened in Ukraine. Chernobyl was in Ukraine, which at that time was part of the Soviet Union. Um, and Ukraine had a lot of nuclear weapons in their, in their um, state. And they also have that nuclear reactor. Uh, and it was you know, the biggest disaster at the time, which obviously caused massive panic in the stock market. Um, you also had not only that, overlying all of these issues, you had the Cold War between Russia and or between the Soviet Union and the United States, which both had nuclear weapons, which was uh, basically like a 40 year standoff, you know. Um, you also had, uh, last but not least, you had the the uh, Coke crisis, the 1985 Coke changing their their formula, <laughs> and they're coming out with Coke coffee. They're doing it again. History repeats itself, people. We're in the same route. We have Coke coming out with a new product. We have the Chernobyl two event coming up. Tony's just proving that, that history repeats itself, people. So Mike dropping. I'm out of here. I'm buying yeah. a bunker. A lot of people are always always saying like it's never we've never seen this before in history like this is we have all these crazy things happening right now we've seen all of these things in history and we've seen worse actually we've been through pandemics uh you know the 70s and 80s didn't have a pandemic per se but it had record high inflation that we haven't seen since uh the 1940s which was insane and we had basically 15 years of high interest rates, high unemployment, uh, oil reserve crisis, wars, cold wars, nuclear disasters. Uh, the Three Mile Island nuclear um, issue was a problem too in the 70s and 80s. Uh, there was a documentary about that a while back on Netflix. Uh, Three Mile Island was an island in Pennsylvania where the nuclear reactor was like literally about to blow and it was uh, emitting radiation all over the town. I mean, there's been so many, we've been through so many bad things, you know, like short of an actual nuclear war where we just blow, all blow each other up. Um, you want to the not stock say that because uh, you yeah. seem to be a forbearer of future here. Yeah. Well, short of that happening uh, or per perhaps an alien invasion where they take over the world, the stock market's going to go back up. And in particular, the S&P 500 is going to go back up.
Apple's going to remain uh, a powerhouse company. Microsoft's not going anywhere. Google's not going anywhere. And rumors of Am- Amazon's demise are greatly exaggerated as well. So my take is, uh, honestly, things are things are getting cheap. Like stocks are getting cheap. Um, it's time to buy, 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 buy. And over the last twelve months, the stock—I know this year has been tough. Over the last twelve months, though, the stock market, the total market in general, is only down like five percent over twelve-month period. So, you know, if you've been in the stock market for years, the last twelve months hasn't really been that bad. It's been the last five months that have kind of sucked. Uh, this is it over the last five years. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's, it's up sixty-one percent. Like, come on, over max. Yeah. Let's look out for the max time. It's up uh, it's a insane. lot. It's up a lot. And and actually, you know what? It actually needs to come down because if you look at what I mean, we're starting to it's starting to look like a mountain rather than a an actual forty-five degree line. So we're starting to get a little. Things are getting really overvalued. And Lloyd brought this up in a podcast. I don't remember when, but it was probably a couple months ago where we talked about. Listen, the S and P five hundred historically returns 10% a year. Over the last five years, we were getting outrageous. Like it was returning 20% per year. So at some point, if we have history of 120 year history, at some point, we're going to revert back to the mean where we're going to, we're going to get back down to that average every five years. It's going to look more like a 50% return rather than 110% return. So now we're at what? 61%? Yeah, we're at 61 in the last five. Yeah, so it could probably come down another 10%. And now we're back at the five-year average, you know, the historical average of 10% per year. So, you know, things are coming back down to where they should be because we reached a period where it was just getting, I mean, we were seeing massive amounts of overvalue companies. And uh, I actually saw a statistic where companies were earnings uh, after, before COVID, like companies like Apple, Google, Microsoft, had like six times, eight times earnings to their to their stock price. And then when during the 2020 pandemic where interest rates dropped to zero, their earnings were like insane. It was like 12, 13 times earnings. And now they're starting to come back down, which is a really good sign. Uh, I mean, we're going to see some economic growth uh, slowing down. We're going to see some unemployment rise. We're going to see we're going to see interest rates rise. Short term, it's going to be rough. We're going to, it's going to be a lot of volatility. Uh, it's going to be a lot of painful days if you're watching your account every single day, all day long. You're going to be very stressed out. You're going to have gray hair very fast. <laughs> uh, or go bald like Tony. Yeah, or, well, I'm not bald. I just, you know, I'm going to have to grow it out one day so I can prove it. Yeah, just prove it that you're not bald. <laughs> um, but I am going gray, so I can't, I can't lie about that. I am well, you have a gray. kid, that's why. That's why yeah. Great. Well, yeah. So, um, but, but what I was what I was saying was short term we're going to see a lot of pain, and I but long term I think you know barring a Set. disaster of nuclear war or whatever then I think we're we're just it's going to be good it's going to be bullish you know. All right. I got a question here from the group. Again, that group is Stock Market for Beginners. You can find us on Facebook. I got Jerry Sinner here saying, hey, everyone, I have a question. I currently have a 401k through work. I put 5% of my employer matches 4%. I was tempted to add another 5% to my contribution for a total of 10%. But in this market, should I? Does it follow the same concept as buy low? 
Yeah. So my take on 401ks, especially with an employer match, is you should put up to whatever your employer matches. So if they match you dollar, usually it's always up to a percentage. So most employers in the United States, like a very large percentage of them, will match you 50% up to 6%. So if you put 6% in, they'll put 3% in, and it'll be a total of 9%. Um, if you have an employer that matches 50 or 100% up to 6%, then do 12, you know, do your full 6% and you'll get 12%. Um, I just do the full, like I do 6%, my employer does 3%. And I don't do more than that and I could, but, Excuse me. Here's the thing. If you put too much money into your 401k or you're putting too much of your paycheck, especially right now, uh, just because the market's down, we're, we're probably going to be going into a recession. A lot of people, you're going to need more cash than you've actually needed before in the past couple couple years. Your pro- gas is going to be more expensive. Food's going to be more expensive. Rent's going up. You know, you might have uh, interest rates going up on credit cards. If you need to buy a car, it's going to be more expensive. So your cost of living, everything is going to be more expensive. So you shouldn't be putting too much money into your 401k that you might actually need that money. Just do whatever the max is that your company is going to contribute to, which is typically you put in 6%, they'll give you 3%. And here's the other thing too. If say years from now, um, you have something happen where you need a large sum of cash, now you got to go to your 401k and you got to take out money out of your 401k because you don't have a, you know, you didn't, you didn't have enough extra money to save it or invest it on the side. That's why I have um, an individual brokerage account through Fidelity that is taxable because I max out my 401k and I don't put anything more than I need to than whatever the employer gives me because I want to have money that I, yes, it's taxable and I have to pay tax on it if I take it out. But at least I can take it out and do anything I want with that money instead of having to contact my HR rep, having to contact my 401k manager, and then having to pay fees, wait for them to give me the money, you know, pay a 10% early withdrawal, pay all the taxes on it. It's just a hassle. And then potentially have to pay it back as well. Sometimes you have to pay back whatever you take out. So I just don't want to have to deal with any of these special circumstances. Whereas I could just take it out of my my separate account that's taxable anytime I want. So it makes there sense. Yeah. Great advice from the stock bro himself, uh, Tony Samensky, here on Stock Dirty to Me, the number one podcast for beginner investors on Facebook. I like saying that. Make sure you tell your friends about us too. Invite your friends to the group. We want more people uh, from. Tell your uh, friends. Tell your friends. What's that from? Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. I don't know. Come on, oh, let me Google from... it. Okay, I'm going to Google it. Give me a second here. Let me Google thing. That's from like a popular TV show or something, right? Uh, it's a weekend song. No, no, no. It was before that. Well, I'm listen. I just put in tell your friends. First thing that pops up is the weekend. Uh, it was an original. Uh, I don't know. I gotta, I'll, have to, I'll have to figure that out in my own time because now it's going to bother me. <laughs> it could be from friends if you want i don't know it could be i don't know i, I thought it was yeah. from a tv show 
I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, but tell I your digress. friends. Tell them uh, if you want. If you're watching this live, uh, we want to thank you. You guys are awesome. You guys are the reasons we do this show every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the Facebook group Stock Market for Beginners. Uh, if you have questions, make sure you hit them in the, uh, the, uh, the, the chat. Uh, let us know if you're watching live by hitting hashtag live. If you're part of the replay gang, my favorite gang of all gangs, uh, make sure you hit that hashtag <laughs> replay gang. It's true. They are. I have had many yeah, pleasant conversations with the replay gang um, and they are the best gang in the world. Uh, I discount all other gangs except for this gang. Um, and they're the only gangs I will rep their colors. We have to choose colors for them. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, can you tell them high yeah. off uh, uh, sick cold medicine because I'm fighting off yeah. a cold? Oh, man. Everybody I know is sick right now. I'm still like kind of sick slash allergies. It's insane. Uh, it's the but worst thing ever it's um, horrible it's horrible anything um, else you want to talk about anything else you got on your mind i mean we... yeah I, I honestly i i to be honest i know i haven't looked at like the trending news that's happening this week i've seen all the negative stories and i figured instead of always talking about the negative we should talk about some of the positive today so hopefully a lot of people watch this and they feel a little bit better about holding on to their 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 um investments because Listen, at this point, a lot of people in the group are still new and anything you're selling, you're just selling at a loss and you're selling most likely if you have Apple and Microsoft. There's no reason to be selling. I mean, it's stupid. You're just locking in losses for yourself and you're transferring your wealth to someone else like me who keeps buying everything you sell. And then five years from now, I'm going to have way more profits than you will because you're going to try to find his million dollars. Yeah, you're going to try to time the market and get back in when you think the bottom hit, but you're probably going to miss a lot of the recovery doing that. So, yeah. There you go. The bottom is always today, and you start buying today. That's the rule of thumb. Um, that's what I, I would, would say, suggest. Buy, buy. As a last thought, I would su- suggest people look up, you probably look up some videos on YouTube about Paul Volcker. He's done a lot of interviews. Uh, he's dead now, but. He's done a lot of interviews with like MSNBC, uh, Yahoo, like all those top uh, business insider or whatnot. And he has a lot of really good insights of how the economy works. I listen to a lot of his stuff, how the economy works, how the Federal Reserve is supposed to work, how there's the monetary system operates and, and all the it's really excellent um, interviews that he gives. And he talks about inflation. He talks about all the things that happened in the 70s and 80s. If you go back and you listen to that, you'll feel a lot better about things that are happening today. Because we've been through all this. It's all, we've been through all this stuff. This before. is like the third time we're going through this. Like if you look back, we were through this in the first <laughs> world war. The second world war had something similar to this. You had the Great Depression, which lasted Guys, all of like the 30s, right? Or 40s the Great or Depression. Yeah, the Great Depression and thought, I mean, was absolutely horrendous. I mean, it took yeah. so long to recover from that. And things were, we didn't, the reason why too is a lot of people like the next great depression. Well, back then they didn't have a lot of the regulations that we have today. They didn't even have uh, banking insurance. So people were literally lining up at banks to take out their cash in fear. Uh, So don't, that's not going to, I mean, most, you know, knock on wood. A great, great recession like that's not going to happen again. That's never happening again. I I would say, I wouldn't even say this is like 2008 because 2008 was, uh such a bad time with the the mortgage crisis i don't because we're not seeing that now we're, we don't have a mortgage crisis now no. where people were literally going homeless so it, 
I just think I think we're going to have a bad year. I think it's going to be a really volatile up and down year. Nobody knows for sure what's going to happen. This is just my guess. Um, I think we're going to have a very volatile year. It's going to bottom out sometime by the end of the year, and then we'll start the slow recovery process. But here's the other thing, Phil. All it takes is one thing to go, like, in this economy with market sentiment the way it is, if the Russia, like, if Russia just decides tomorrow we're done with Ukraine, we're, like, the war's over, the stock market's going to pop. Like, it's going to go up probably 5% in one day. Um, and you're going to miss out on those gains. Or the Chinese COVID, you know, the lockdowns end in China, that's going to make the, the stock market go up. If supply chain eases, that's going to, any, any like little thing, like good data on unemployment, all it takes is like a couple things to come in place and then boom, we're back up, you know? So it's, it's going to happen. We just got to, you just got to be patient, you know? There we go. Uh, wise words from the stock bro himself. You can find Tony. Where can we find you, Tony? Since we're going to wrap up the show today, since uh, we have uh, yeah. the big gun today. Yeah, the Stock Bros podcast, and I'll drop my latest episode. I just talked about the latest information with Twitter and and uh, the Twitter buyout with Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. So that's interesting. Bots, bots, saga, bots. If I don't know. The saga, saga continues. continues. It's worse than the Star Wars saga. This one. I swear to God, it's worse than the Star Wars saga. Uh, ladies bad. and gentlemen, of course, uh, our other co-host, Mr. Lloyd Ross, the millionaire money mentor, can be found on uh, his podcast, Money Grows on Trees, an amazing podcast that can teach you to increase your financial IQ. Um, if you're interested in finding out how to become a digital entrepreneur and earn some extra cash on the side, I highly suggest you check out my podcast, Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, which is an award-winning podcast in yes. the business categories. Um, so it is a very good podcast for you guys to listen to. You can find that at investinyourselfpod.com. I'm, of course, Phil Better, the podcast mogul. He's Tony Simon. Mansky, and it, when in doubt, oh wait, wait, no, it's uh, when you don't know what to do, buy yes, Vu. just buy Vu, just buy and, Vu, and buy my investing course. Yes, also just <laughs> before you even sounds. buy Vu, buy the ABCs of investing. Yes, our man, yes. Tony thank Samansky. you, thank you. And then once you get 220, uh, 220 students, four let's go, stars, going let's bigger go. and bigger. You got it. Yeah. We got to get you a website. Got you. Got to get you a website so you can start funneling that people into your next course. I know. Yeah, And you can start charging proper cash for it and make you money. We'll talk to Lloyd about that. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's the show. We want to thank you very much for tuning in. You guys are always amazing. If you're listening to the podcast version, make sure you come over and join the group because we're doing amazing things, helping you grow your show, uh, grow your, uh, your, your portfolio. And that's all we want from you. So from our hearts to your hearts, our mouth to your ears i don't know I really our mouth to, to your mouth yeah, yeah our mouth to your ears i don't know <laughs> just just follow the the term buy some vu and you're good to go ladies and gentlemen have a great great day